0: google play simply say hey google play 670 kboi
1: now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi the u.s state department saying russian troops in eastern ukraine is just the beginning of a full-scale
2: invasion it could start today it could start tomorrow uh, it could start next week. Spokesperson Ned Price saying the U.S. is ready to talk peace when Russia pulls back, but they haven't seen any indication that the Russians are backing away from this. And the U.S. adding more sanctions to the company behind the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline.
3: That is the uh, audio of uh, an attack on, the, on Ukraine from Russia last night. Um, as we were uh, leaving station yesterday, um, all the news channels were saying uh, invasion is imminent. Made the comment yesterday, it's like, well, they've been saying that for three weeks. Well, yesterday <laughs> it, it did finally happen. Russia, this, time, this time we really mean it. Russia has started a full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Putin, though, calling it a special military operation makes it sound nicer. Of course,
4: course he also uh, gave all the reasons for it completely, as far as he's concerned, justifying it yesterday. Yeah.
3: So we'll keep you updated on this throughout the day. Um, Special updates, top and bottom of the hour, throughout the day. The uh, president is uh, going to be talking to the country sometime today. We haven't got the exact time. If it does happen during our show, we will carry it. Um, Here on KBOI, you'll hear it at 93.1 FM, 670 AM. President has already instilled sanctions. What that means, we don't know as of yet. Problem with sanctions are they're never immediate. I mean, they never never have an immediate, you know, even though the response is immediate, it takes a while for it to take effect.
4: And and there are some sanctions that... uh, as tough as they may seem to us, are kind of a mild inconvenience to uh, Putin.
3: Yeah. Um, So going after banks, I know that's one of the big things. Going after the uh, oligarchs who are the leaders that could possibly put pressure on Russia is uh, another way. Um, Shutting down the pipeline, the gas pipeline in between Russia and uh, Germany, that's already been done. The... Other members of the other nations who have condemned this are also putting in place sanctions against Russia, like pretty, we said.
4: Pretty much just NATO, right?
3: Yeah. Um, like we said, it, you know, you, you, you can put these sanctions in effect. How quickly will they have an effect on Russia? And how quickly will that effect and pressure be enough where they mm-hmm. finally say, all right, okay, we get your point?
4: And as usual, does Russia even care?
3: How much is it affecting you this morning? Well, if you have a 401k, an IRA, or money invested in the stock market, futures are down over 800 points on the Dow already this morning, down over almost 2.5 points.
4: Meaning it is affecting
3: you. Yeah, all three indexes are down because this has a real ability to... 2.5%, good grief. Yeah, this has a real ability to really affect the not just the U.S. economy, but the world economy. Which affects the U.S. economy also. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, this this could have a big effect. The stock market hates uncertainty, and uh, by gosh, this is about as uncertain as you can get. Depending on on what's going to happen here, um, we don't we aren't getting a whole lot of reports about um, number of people or if there are casualties happening in Ukraine. Um, military people, <laughs> of course, have uh, been said that have been killed in the in the attacks because the attacks on ukraine overnight were mostly on military bases but i've been watching video and uh... from people oh, they also
4: they also hit that city that for some reason the last couple of years everyone calls kiev yeah that my entire life was called kiev
3: okay good i i thought i was the only one it's like no. I thought this has always been kiev how come all of a sudden we've changed the pronunciation well, and
4: they also they also changed the spelling of it it was always k-i-e-v and uh i think it's something like k y i v
3: now i will bet this is something biden
4: did. which is it's <laughs> that's probably just the way it's spelled you know in ukrainian
3: yeah i i i don't know either that, i mean it's like my whole life pronouncing idaho idaho and all of a sudden we started pronouncing it idaho yeah um yeah. Oh, didn't didn't you know we've all been doing that for years yeah no i i didn't know that um
4: did yes, we, since we were both born in Idaho, though, we know how to pronounce exactly. all the little towns. Oh, the little town. We, every, I, everybody else is going to get
3: wrong. Kamiyai, Lapway. It's not Lapwaya. It's not Kamiya. It's not Wipey. <laughs> Even Cuna. Kuna is one of the quickest, quick, yeah. biggest ones. Well, where, that's true. Oh, I'm going
4: to go to Cuna today. No, you're not. Well, and down by Twin Falls, people say. Uh, now, are, do you live near Boole? Uh, no, no, but <laughs> nobody lives near Boole. Bois. And there's M A C K A Y. Mackie. Mackie, right? It's not McKay? No. Are no, you sure? No, 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 I'm positive. And Dubois, yeah. Yeah, Dubois is It's not du Bois is one. It's not Dubois, it's not even Dubois. Yeah. It's e- Dubois. Everybody
3: thinks, "Oh, it's a French, it's a French term. It's Dubois."
4: Well, it's it's certainly a French
3: word, but it's not pronounced the French way. Yeah. Kind of like Boise. Uh, we'll take your phone calls and emails. This is, you know, by far the uh, biggest news that's happened overnight. So this is something that we'll talk about, uh, throughout the morning. Your thoughts on how this is, you know, going to affect you because it's, it's going to affect you. Um, higher gas prices, possibly, uh, more than likely we won't know for sure, but the uh, Russia, you know, supplies 10 million barrels of oil. They're one of the top five suppliers in the world of oil. So, mm-hmm. you know, you start shutting that off that 10 million dollars or 10 million barrels of oil every day. Yeah, that that pipeline between Russia and Germany mostly flows from Russia into yeah. Germany. And that is natural gas. Um, a natural gas pipeline. But they supply a that would have supplied a huge yeah, besides oil. Okay. percentage of uh, the natural gas to uh Germany that gets So I guess the good news is we're coming out of winter at that part of the country, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, this might have a bigger effect if, if you were heading into winter as of right now, shutting that down. But uh, we'll take your phone calls and emails. Also, we'll hear from uh, Senator Mike Crapo, who was on with Nate Shellman yesterday, talking about this very thing. And, of course, he was talking about it before the actual um, invasion happened. Um, but some very good uh, things on, on that from Senator Mike Crapo. Your thoughts on it. We'll uh, take your phone calls, your emails, 208-336-3700. 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Time for a check on sports with Wick Ward Boise State fans got uh, some good news last night. This update is brought to you by Fat Guy's Fresh Deli in Meridian. Get in for lunch today. Find out why they are rated the number one deli in the state of Idaho.
5: Good morning. Well, Boise State basketball has had a lot of great individual performances this season. But in the San Diego State game, they got one of their better efforts coming off the bench.
6: Boise State forward Najee Smith has come off the bench all season long. In Tuesday's 58-57 win over San Diego State, he played one of his best games of the season, scoring 13 points as well as leading the team with four steals. He talked post-game about what he looks for when he's on the bench waiting to come in. Uh, I try to see who's not boxing out, who I could kind of get there, see if there's any uh, ability for me to kind of get transition and bring energy for the rest of the team because I know when I come in and I'm subbing in for guys, uh, that's something I really look to do is just kind of bring our team up and get runs going. Smith and the Broncos are now 13-2 and in the Mountain West and in first place with three games to go. Bob Beeler, News Talk,
5: KBOI. You might recall yesterday I told you there was a pretty big game being played in the Mountain West last night. It was Wyoming rolling into Fort Collins to take on the Rams. And Colorado State won that game last night. The standings haven't changed. Boise State is still in first place in the conference at 13-2. and Wyoming, by percentage, is... Is in second place at 11 and 3, Colorado State at 12 and 4, followed by San Diego State, UNLV, Fresno State, Utah State, Nevada, New Mexico Air Force, and San Jose State, who only has one win
1: so far this year. I'm Rick Worthington. A great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
0: Speaker Nancy Pelosi called President Biden's decisions on sanctions against Russia appropriate, saying we have yet to see the depth of how far these sanctions may go if President Putin escalates the situation with Ukraine. Pelosi referred to Putin as a tyrant. The fact is he is in and we all having sanctions and they will be swift and they will be severe and they will pay there will be a price to pay this comes as republicans criticize president biden saying the already announced us sanctions do not go far enough
3: i like the uh, sounds of they will be swift and they will be severe however that's just talk unless they are swift and they are severe i i don't know what effect sanctions will have yeah uh, we
4: do know though that uh Almost everybody in NATO, including the United States, has said that they, uh, I don't know how strong of a statement this is, but they
3: would prefer not to put any boots on the ground. Right. And Biden has already said that there will not be U.S. troops headed to Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Um, Reading on uh, Fox Business News this morning, um, Ukraine has said that there, since the uh, attack began, there's been 203 attacks in Ukraine. Wow. This is something... Uh, The last time something like this uh, happened, um, you would never have heard this. Ukraine Ukraine Deputy Minister uh, Interior Gershenko confirmed the attacks on Ukraine on his Facebook page.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's only relatively recent history.
3: Even even to hear that now,
4: um, it's interesting. I mean, Facebook, you know, I, I think to us seems like kind of a lark. Uh, To to some people, it's, uh, you know, the very essence of what they do for a living. Uh, And to other people, you know, you remember Arab Spring. That was an important world event, and it was organized on Facebook.
3: Right. Well, and we don't know, depending on, I mean, apparently there's been cyber attacks going on in Ukraine from Russia. We don't know what has been shut down uh, as far as their cyber attacks. You know, maybe Facebook is how everybody in Ukraine gets their news. It's a possibility. Yeah uh china by the way this is interesting uh seems like everybody's taken sides china is opposing the u.s sanctions on russia surprise 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 oh,
4: they're opposed to our sanctions and yeah. they're not opposed to russia going into ukraine
3: yeah yeah they're they're just opposed to our sanctions on no. uh russia good one more
4: uh country heard from
3: yeah um i mean literally it's not surprising because china and russia have very close ties that have grown closer um over the uh, last couple of years. So that that's one thing. I mean, if, if Putin, you know, has been planning this, as we have said that it's been happening according to our intelligence, that this has been going on, Senator Mike Crapo said we've known this for years, that's the thing with the sanctions that, you know, unfortunately might not be so great, is that knowing what sanctions, I mean, the, the, Russia knows what sanctions that were going to be imposed by NATO and the U.S., Probably just as much as we do. Mm-hmm. So they've been able to make plans against those sanctions, right? I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but I would guess that they've been able to stockpile cash, money, oil, um, anything that they need, knowing here's the sanctions that are coming. So we'll prepare for their sanctions and we'll be able to, you know, go on. As normal for this many this amount of time, whether it be you know months, years, or whatever, Um, but they've also had time to line up people to help them out. Something that sanctions against you know Russia from the West might be alleviated with help from China. That's the unfortunate part about sanctions. Yeah. So,
4: so you're saying this could be World War Three. I don't think so. The, the only thing that, that, that gets me about when people call it the beginning of World War III is if you remember all of the movies from the 1960s, World War III was scheduled to last about 10 minutes.
3: <laughs> um, I, I don't think it's World War III, but I, I don't think this is just going to be a quick, oh, look, it's May and we're done. We're talking about something else. I could be wrong.
4: I, I would hope that it would be quick. So it'll be like Afghanistan or COVID or something. Yeah.
3: I, I would like to hear your thoughts about what, what happens here. I, I saw or listened to this morning to our news, um, and 26% of Americans don't think that we should do anything. Yeah, I can see that. That's a large number of not thinking we should do anything. Well, these are the probably the same people
4: that thought we never should have gone to the Middle East or we never should have gone to Southeast Asia. Because once you're there, you know, unless you're really trying to annihilate
3: the place and get out, you're going to be there a while. want to take the pulse of Idahoans this morning. What do you think? Is this an appropriate response with sanctions? Should there be more? Should there be less? Is this no big deal? 208-336-3700.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are our news talk on KBOI.
3: 635. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. Appreciate it. Don't forget, uh, you can be a part of the show. Your thoughts on Ukraine being invaded by Russia overnight. Over 200 attacks claimed by Ukraine. Big deal? Not a big deal? Go ahead and weigh in. You can email Chris at kby.com, Mike at KBOI.com, uh if you would uh, like to do it that way. And uh, do you think the... Uh, What's happening with the Biden administration is appropriate. Sanctions against Russia, should there be more. Go ahead and weigh in on your thoughts. Just curious taking the pulse of Idahoans here this morning on News Talk KBOI. Also on News Talk KBOI, another chance for you to pick up Bonnie Raitt concert tickets. That would be fun. August 14th, Idaho Botanical Garden. $150 worth of tickets that you can win this morning. Listen in. Going to give you a chance to win sometime within the uh, next hour or so. Also, tickets to the final home game. It's senior night next Tuesday night against Nevada. We'll have your tickets for the Boise State-Nevada game coming up next Tuesday night here, too. So lock in those speed dials. Be set to win and don't go anywhere.
1: Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700,
3: 208-336-3700, pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through this morning, please feel free. Love to hear from you and your thoughts. I I don't know, you know, to me this seems like uh, a really big thing, but Idahoans, I'd like to get a uh, pulse on, on how you feel, what's going to uh, be happening here with the uh, Ukraine uh, attack last night from Russia. Um, over 200 Attacks claimed uh, so far since the beginning overnight um, on uh, various installations in Ukraine. Uh, Biden has already announced that there will be heavy sanctions. They've already begun sanctions so far. Uh, Biden will also make an address uh, to uh, further clarify what that means. Um, if that happens during our show this morning, uh, we will we'll, carry that we'll live to for it. you this okay. morning. Yeah. So um, I, I haven't heard a specific time. I, I have only heard that that will happen sometime today uh keep in mind that you know they're two hours ahead of us eastern time so mm-hmm. um I've, I've heard it would be this afternoon so uh, even, even if it is at noon and which would then be this afternoon this is what would those be days, after we're off the air today
4: this is one of those days when people diagnosed with anxiety probably need to be sure they take their meds um this is this this is creating a lot of anxiety
3: yeah um I mean, look at the market. Look at the stock market this morning. You want to see anxiety? When's the last time you saw over 800 points down on the Dow? Good grief. Two and a half points as of right now in futures trading. Um, We're still uh, almost a little over 45 minutes from the official opening. All three indexes, though, are down. Um, Nikkei is down over 400 points. Gold, it looks like people are going to be rushing to the safety of gold and silver. Gold and silver is still up. Um, For the first time ever this morning, um, this was predictable. Um, crude oil reached over $100 bar- dollars yeah. per barrel. We
4: figured that would happen immediately.
3: Yeah. So that did happen. Um, you can probably say goodbye to uh, gas prices that are right now selling at about 350 to 360 here in Idaho, which, you know, compared to the rest of the country, we're doing pretty good, better than usual. Mm-hmm. saw a story yesterday that for the first time... Um, L.A. average gas price in L.A. hit six over six dollars yesterday. Oh, good grief! The average is the now average over six bucks. Is over six bucks in L.A. Wow!
4: And L.A. is not a
3: place where you walk. No. <laughs>
4: um,
3: yeah. What would I mean? Consider that. Uh, you know, it's a, a what if scenario. I mean, I think uh, the the other story I saw the highest prices we've ever seen was uh, like four dollars and eleven cents a gallon back in, what was it, 2014, I think? Mm. 2013, something like that. I don't recall. And, I, and I remember, you know, every time I filled up, cussing somebody out, whoever, you know, because it just, I mean, right now, I'm not happy that it cost me almost $60 to fill up my tank uh, of gas that I have to fill up every week. My wife, between my wife and I, and my wife drives a lot because uh, of her job. Um, gas prices at $4 a gallon, all of a sudden, I figured this out the other day, we'd be paying about $600 a month for our gasoline. Wow. If it hits $4 a gallon.
4: Well, like I said, we, we've we got a hybrid and I don't drive, so uh, we, we get by pretty well.
3: How many people are going to be rushing out now to uh, Buy a hybrid? try and get a hybrid or electric? Yeah. yeah.
4: And, and this is not a car that you have to plug in because I didn't want one of those. Yeah. Uh, a hybrid is a car that... Uh, generates its own electricity running on gas, and then it shuts off the gas engine and runs on electricity for a while.
3: And, uh, and it charges it while you're running on the gasoline ex- right exactly, battery, yeah. so you don't have to plug it in. Exactly. KBY news time uh, is 645-208-336-3700. 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, love to uh, hear what you think about this. Is this a really big deal? Not a big deal. Won't have, you don't think it'll affect you, much? How much involvement should United States have. This is just your opinion. Feel free to weigh in. In the meantime, let's get a check on what's going on with sports. Once again, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. The place to go for lunch continues to be soup season. It's 22 degrees. That's soup weather. Get in today. They open up at 1030.
5: Good morning. Another Major League Baseball update for you today. As I continue to tell you, all three of us around here are pretty big baseball fans. Well, the news is Major League Baseball will begin canceling regular season games if the league and the Major League Baseball Players Association can't come to term on a new collective bargaining agreement by Monday. That according to a league spokesperson who had that to say yesterday after meetings. Now, the games would not be made up and players would not be paid full season salaries. A deadline is a deadline, according to the spokesman. Miss games or miss games. Salaries will not be paid for those games. It's the first time Major League Baseball has publicly said that it's willing to shorten the season if a new deal isn't reached by the deadline. The league first gave the players the February 28th deadline two weeks ago and reiterated to them that on Wednesday. Signing health concerns, the league said it wants about four weeks of spring training, hence its Monday deadline. Opening day is still scheduled right now for March 31st, but don't know if that's going to continue to be the case or not. The players have never really acknowledged that public deadline. And the sides remain pretty far apart on a new agreement. That's the worst news here. The union is likely to pull expanded playoffs off the table if players aren't paid a full season salary, according to sources that are familiar with what the union is thinking. I'm Rick Worthington. Night at 10.
0: It's Michael
1: Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
3: Coming up after uh, news at the top of the hour, of course, we'll get another update on uh, what's happening with uh, Ukraine. We'll also uh, get some highlights from the interview yesterday. Senator Mike Krapo is in our KBOI studios. Got a chance to talk to uh, Nate Shelman about uh, the attack on Russia. Um, interesting. He was here, of course, before the attack began. Uh, if you want to hear, he was here for over an hour. Um, we're just going to play a couple of highlights from that interview for you this morning. But if you want to hear the whole thing, uh, just a reminder, you can always get that. Um, and there was uh, quite a long uh, question and answer session from uh, the listeners, too. Um, if you want to hear that, just go to KBOI.com and click on the uh podcast and you can uh, hear that you can also click through on our fan page on facebook if you want to hear it, it had some interesting things to say and some of those you're going to hear coming up after the top of the hour also on the way for you today 25 five dollar gift certificate to biscuit and hogs um some of the best best eggs benedicts that i've had in the treasure valley and 25 dollars will get you two of those uh, meals if you want if you win this morning our question brought to you by once again Um, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty if you need help with any real estate buying, selling, investing uh, call today at 208-888-4128 our question it's uh, definitely cookie season Thin Mints are the most popular Girl Scout cookie in all but six states it's not the most popular cookie here in Idaho which Girl Scout cookie is?
0: Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
7: The president is promising a swift and united response here. He has called this an unjustified and unprovoked attack, and he is vowing that the world will hold Russia accountable. Now, here at the White House, the president will meet virtually this morning with key allies, and then this afternoon he is going to speak directly to the American people, announcing these new severe sanctions
8: against Russia.
3: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, 1-800-529-5264. If you want to weigh in, like I said, uh, we're taking the uh, pulse of Idahoans. How does this think that it uh, affects you? Talking specifically about the sanctions. Is that enough? Should there be more done by the United States, or is that even too much? Should we be involved in this at all? Go ahead and weigh in with your thoughts. Senator Mike Crapo was uh, here in studio yesterday with uh, Nate Shulman, um for about an hour and had some interesting things to say. By the way, um, not going to play the the whole thing, but do have some highlights uh, of his interview yesterday. I also took uh, questions from uh, listeners um, on a variety of subjects, not just Russia, but inflation, what's going on in Congress right now, um, all that. Uh, if you want to hear it yourself, go to the podcast, KBOI.com. You can also click through on our fan page on Facebook. Um, this, by the way, the interview happened yesterday afternoon, so this was before Russia had officially uh, invaded ukraine which happened overnight but senator mike crapo weighed in on his thoughts uh, about the russian invasion
9: we've known this is coming for years and years in fact uh, even before they invaded crimea we knew it was coming Mm -hmm. And, and frankly the united states did not with nato did not do enough to deter that okay and uh you know this is just putin's next step I think that there's people should not debate whether this is going to happen they should debate what we need to do about it if anything
5: I've heard that though and 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 you hear I mean you get you get the messages and you get the emails too I don't think this is real I think this is a tail wagging the dog cuz we all like to play politics so why not uh, why not come up with the wonderful thought that the president who isn't really performing to some people's standards, will create some kind of distraction where he can become the hero and this is all manufactured uh, uh, tail-wagging the dog type stuff, and you're saying that's not the case.
9: Yeah, now look, Putin has some very clear short-term targets, You know, things that he wants. He wants us to acknowledge, us being NATO and, mm-hmm. and the Western uh, world, wants us to acknowledge that he's got Crimea now and he gets to keep it. Right. He wants us to move our military protections from NATO out away from Ukraine mm-hmm. and away from other former USS countries who are in NATO and who are already military beefed up and ready to fight back when he comes for them. Baltic states. Yeah, Baltic states mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, Lithuania, Estonia, and Latvia and others. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he also, well, I guess I've got, you know, th- that's kind of his basic things. Crimea, the other NATO countries need to move back their protections and he wants us to stop putting uh, support into Ukraine. If he were to get all of that, then he may only invade partially mm, okay. <laughs> right away. All right. But the point is, he's coming, and we've known this. Uh, he's made it as clear as can be that, that Ukraine, he he has never admitted that Ukraine is not already part of Russia. Mm. And he, so I, I just think that, you know, it, I don't know whether he will go all the way to Kiev or whether he will just take a little bit more right now until he gets some of his demands. But even if he gets some of his demands and holds off at whatever level he stops at this week, if he stops this week, he's just it's just a pause. The, the United States and Europe need to be very solidly uh, prepared to uh, stand up to him. Now, I want to be very clear about something. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think, oh man, does that mean we're going to do another Afghanistan, or we're going to do another Iraq and, and put... Our troops on the ground in Ukraine? No. I I don't think that there is any intention uh, that I'm aware of. There certainly is not on my part and Senator Rish's part uh, for us to be putting troops on the ground. But there are a lot of other things we can do.
3: Once again, Senator uh, Mike Crapo yesterday, Nate Shelman's show. He also talked about uh, whether or not uh, he supports the administration and what we're doing so far.
9: I support the president in what he's doing. He's not doing enough. Uh, you may have heard a lot of the talk in the last three or four weeks about uh, a very powerful, crushing economic sanctions piece of legislation being negotiated right. on a bipartisan basis in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that legislation has not passed the Senate yet, and the reason it hasn't passed the Senate is because there's disagreement uh, in some significant part coming from the White House about how hard we should be in those negotiations.
5: Well, you're here.
9: So. You know, <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. But particularly... You know, there, there's there's a question about the Nord Stream two pipeline. Okay, the United States should sanction that pipeline solidly. Now, we're we're working with China. I mean, excuse me, with Germany to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, but the fact is, we can be tougher. So I think the president has taken some good steps, but we need to wield the power that we have economically with Europe, and uh, put much more effective uh, sanction policy into place.
3: Once again, Senator Mike Crapo in studio yesterday with uh, Nate Showman. As I mentioned, he was here for over an hour. Uh, Those are just a couple of the highlights. Uh, He also took uh, questions from our listeners on a variety of subjects, talking about inflation, uh, immigration on our southern border, Supreme Court justice nomination. Um, If you want to hear that whole thing, uh, I had some interesting thoughts. You can check it out once again online, kboi.com. Click on the podcast. And if you want to get there, too, you can also get it quickly through our fan page uh, on Facebook if you would like. You know, one of the things I think about is, uh, hearing this is, what do you do if you're Ukraine? I mean, wh- what is it that you can well, do other than sit there and, and basically well, take do, this? Do you fight back? That's just it. If, if you sit there and attack, and Ukraine has a military, mm-hmm. if Ukraine uh, attacks Russia, th- that just gives Russia the excuse to just come in and completely yeah, wipe but, out Ukraine.
4: But you don't attack somebody on on your own soil. They're invading.
3: No, I get that. Okay. But I mean, it, it, with the invasion, if they respond in kind and say, look, you're going to strike us, we're going to strike back at you, mm-hmm. their military isn't anything. Like Russia's. Like Russia's. Couldn't okay. stand up to Russia, you know, even if they had another year to prepare. <laughs> I mean, they just couldn't. And would that not give the pretense for Putin to say, oh, look at that, you fired a missile at us, we're going to wipe you off the face of the well, earth. I'm sure it would. Any excuse in a storm. So what does Ukraine do except sit there and take it? I don't. I don't have an answer. I'm just throwing it out there. It's like, you know, it, it's like you have a 300 pound bully and you weigh 95 pounds and are you know five years younger than the bully that's beating on you. What else do you do except what Ukraine is doing? Go to other people and say, hey, look, I'm getting beat up every day. What what can you do to help me here because I can't defend myself.
4: Well, and, and I, I think Ukraine uh, welcomes help from NATO. They're not a NATO member they'd like to be yeah 208-336-3700 pound
3: 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through Uh, your thoughts once again we're just trying to take a pulse of uh, listeners this morning not a formal poll just your thoughts on uh, what happened overnight Russia has launched a full-scale invasion in Ukraine. Let's get a check on sports in the meantime. Uh, here, it's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Check out their menu, by the way, if you are going to head in for lunch today so that you don't have to take up all the time in the line because there's over 30 different sandwiches for you to choose from. Plus, they always have a couple of different soups to choose from. Check it out, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Good morning. It seems like the Bronco basketball team has been winning
5: every game in close and exciting fashion. Boise State basketball has excelled in close
6: games, seeming to make whatever plays needed to win. Najee Smith came off the bench Tuesday night to score 13 points, and he talked about why the team has been so tough closing out games. A lot of older guys, a lot of veteran guys that really want to win, and uh, we all believe we're going to win no matter the situation. Uh, with A lot of heartbreaks last year, so we took them uh, pretty personal, and we really want to win this year. Smith had four steals, two blocks, and two rebounds in addition to 13 points. It was the fifth time he's been in double figures this season. Bob
5: Beeler, News Talk, KBOI. There was one big game played in the Mountain West last night that you probably need to know about. Colorado State had Wyoming in Fort Collins last night, and the Rams won that game 61-55. to Now the change, I'm sorry, there is no change in the standings right now. Wyoming, by percentage, because they've played fewer games, is still in second place. Colorado State still in third place. UNLV in fourth. I'm Rick Worthington. Time
1: for the Morning Market Report.
0: Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you
1: informed about your money before the market opens.
0: Sponsored by Tree City
1: Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise.
3: Seven twenty one. Jeremiah Bates with us this morning once again to talk about your money. So uh, might as well uh, get to it uh, right away. Good news is uh, in the last half hour we were down over eight hundred points. Uh, now the Dow futures down only seven hundred and fifty points. Still a uh, big over two point two percent down just on the Dow. All three indexes are down. Um, your take on uh, Russia invading Ukraine?
8: Yeah, you know, markets in a read and react mode right now, Um, especially the developments that happened overnight where we see the, I mean, the full blown invasion. I mean, we're looking at a sharp and lower open um, for for the markets and it's really fear driven right now. And, you know, looking at this as a, from a long-term expect or perspective, right? If you're a long-term investor, let's look at this threat for what it is. I think markets will likely take this in stride. Uh, LPL Research put out an interesting data set. If we look back at the th- uh, recent 37 major geopolitical and market events since World War II, if it if there isn't a recession, stocks are up over 10% over the next 12 months on average. So, meaning if that if that event if it uh, didn't result in a recession for the U.S. Stocks will rebound. On average, they're up over ten percent that over that over that next twelve month period. If a recession did take place, stocks are down on average the next twelve months, down eleven percent. So something that we got to keep an eye on right now. In the short term, right, the big concern right now is the oil price of oil. We're already seeing it. Ju- prices of um, the benchmark crude oil is up over seven percent. It jumped over a hundred dollars per barrel. You have Russia, which is the second largest producer uh, producer of, of gas globally. So, energy prices are likely going to spike further um, as a result of this. Now, additionally, this could also have an effect on the Fed because largely, what will likely change the <laughs> the behavior of the consumer. Um, will be an increase in oil prices. So if we're seeing that kind of decelerate the cons- U.S. consumer spending money in resulting from the high cost of energy, which at this point is still kind of shaky. We got to see if there's going to be some other, uh, other dynamics, especially Iran deal and things like that. But if that suppresses consumer demand, it's also going to change the reaction from the Federal Reserve. So now if we're looking at the, uh, the next kind of pipe, the next Options for sanctions. I mean, the U.S. already uh, prohibited U.S. financial institutions from processing transactions from two of the Russian banks, uh, basically shutting them off from transacting in U.S. dollars, freezing assets under U.S. jurisdictions, blocking trading on Russian government debt. And this was kind of the trench one. This was the low-hanging fruit of sanctions. So now the, the kind of the idea is, all right, what's the next step? What's the next severe sanction? Is it cutting off kind of the oil and gas okay. piece of it? Is it the SWIFT banking? So, I mean, you have over 30 million or 35 million transactions per day going through the SWIFT banking network. Um, you have over 11,000 SWIFT member institutions. So think of that like the Gmail financial institution. So... Mm-hmm. You know, it's just right now. It's it's interesting because it's fierce, the knee jerk reaction. So, as a long term investor, you got to be careful. You got to have kind of history give you some context on what these geopolitical events actually caused the market to do. Um, but the big kind of thing here is it's it's the energy piece. How is that going to affect Europe, and then how is that going to lap upon our shores here in the U.S.? Also, uh,
4: gold apparently uh, right after the announcement yesterday started to go up, and Bitcoin went down.
8: <laughs> yeah, I mean, for those uh, for those cryptocurrency purists out there who uh, consistently try to do that comparison with uh, Bitcoin and gold and as kind of a place uh, as a hedge against inflation or a flight to safety, not the case. We're seeing that selling pressure uh, carry over into cryptocurrency, particularly for Bitcoin and Ethereum. Uh, and gold has just historically kind of been that that flight to safety as well. So that's why we're seeing gold pop up a little bit. We're seeing a lot of the commodity prices pop I mean such as aluminum obviously we talked about oil so yeah, yeah cryptocurrency is aluminum, it highest out.
3: it's been in, in uh, over a decade yep, yep they, so uh, russia supplies a large amount of uh, aluminum i know this is going to seem callous and i don't have uh, we don't have a lot of time here but it real quickly um how can I make money off of the Russia attack?
8: <laughs> okay, there's are things, there are things that you can do to be opportunistic on this, and I think we're probably going to have to shelve most of this till to tomorrow because I do anticipate this shakiness to continue throughout today, okay. throughout well, the week do, for that let's matter. Do this,
3: we don't have a lot of time, but I, I I mean for people that are listening, you know you you hear what what's the saying when the streets are running red? That's a buying opportunity, and at almost eight well eight hundred points down now in the futures the streets are running red right so yep um then let's let's do that tomorrow morning and give you a chance to uh tell us in the short term are there ways for us to make money off what's happening in Russia right now
8: oh yeah there's def- definitely ways you can be opportunistic okay. in this as sad as it is to say you know kind of in the grander scheme of things but yeah let's chat about that tomorrow of how you can be uh strategic in the in this uh site of uncertainty. All
3: right, we'll do that. Jeremiah, thank you once again for being with us this morning. Updates Monday through Friday at the same time, plus uh, updates throughout the day. Um, we will get to check in with you here in about an hour after the market's open.
8: Thanks, gents.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are our News Talk, KBOI.
3: 7.35 as promised. Now there are tickets for Bonnie Ray August 14th, Idaho Botanical Garden, outdoor concert. Get to enjoy it absolutely free. If you are caller number six right now, 208-336-3700, get you a pair of tickets for $75 bucks a piece. This is a nice little prize package for you. Bonnie Raid, August 14th here at Idaho, Idaho Botanical Garden, caller number six. Those tickets are yours, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also call toll-free 1-800-529-5264.
0: Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike
1: Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Congratulations
3: to uh Tony Parks, Garden City. Caller number six today. Uh Tony is all set. He can begin making plans for August 14th. I know it's a ways off, but hey you want to get your tickets, you got plenty of time to uh, start working on them. And once again, if you didn't win this morning, don't worry. We have another chance for you to win coming up tomorrow morning. Just make sure you're listening here to News Talk KBOI for your chance to win. That's not all we have for today. In addition to the $25 gift certificate, uh, once again, coming up here for our Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible question on the way in just about half an hour from right now. Mm-hmm. We also have another pair of tickets. Boise State game, Tuesday night. Final home game of the year. Final chance to see this special team which i think at this point you can say this has been a special team in the yeah. different 20, amazing ways they have found to win games
4: 22 wins and the season isn't quite over yet that's pretty good
3: yeah that's pretty good uh might be uh as of right now everybody has them into the ncaa tournament now i know there's still games to play and you got the mountain west tournament but uh basically right now everybody has them in um as high as an, an eight seed cool if they could somehow some way win all the rest of their games. I, I think you could probably see that rise to even a five seed. That's asking a lot because they got some tough games to go. Um, they won uh, a game last night without actually playing a game. Um, we got our wish. But they gained a game
4: anyway. Yeah, yeah. We,
3: got, we got our wish because uh, Colorado State uh, went into Wyoming and uh, won their game last night. So that dropped uh Wyoming another half game behind Boise State. Now they're still officially in second place because they've played less games, but it does give Boise State a little bit of breathing room. They've got That's some good. tough one of their tough games. I think maybe I mean they've they've got Colorado State that they have to play yet. That's the last game of the season which Colorado, that that game could come down to being played for the Mountain West mm-hmm. uh, regular season championship. Um, schedulers did a fantastic job with the schedule. That's the last game of the season: Boise State and Colorado State. Um, I'll tell you what, though, the, the game that I think that is going to be tough, um, Justin. How tough they played last time, and how well they're playing as of right now is this Saturday, when uh, we take on UNLV in Las Vegas.
4: Mm, okay,
3: I, I, I think they have a player that's just almost unstoppable. If if you if you could hold. Their top, what is it? Uh gosh, I forgot his last name. I want to say Harper, but I don't think that's it. Um their top player for UNLV. If you can hold him under twenty points, um you deserve a medal. Um Boise State concentrated on him, and I think he scored half of their points yeah. when they played at home. He's just and, and UNLV, the players around him are playing better. They're currently in fourth place as of right now. That's gonna be a tough game this weekend. And then our tickets that we have are for next Tuesday night, Nevada. Never an easy game, um, mm. but we'll be playing Nevada at home. At, at this
4: point, I I just really hope we win all the games where we are the favorite to win.
3: Yes. If you can do that. No upsets. If you can do that right now, uh, that would mean they'd go undefeated because yeah. right now they're pretty much favored against uh, everybody. Well, up um, to the tournament anyway. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Tuesday night, just a reminder, should be a big crowd just because it's senior night night say goodbye to some of these uh, amazing teammates that have been playing and uh, have given us a great year to uh, sit there and watch so we'll have those tickets coming up before 10 o'clock want to see the game next tuesday night final home game keep it right here at 208-336-3700 pound 670 on verizon wireless be ready to call when we tell you to call time for another check on sports for your final check brought to you by fat guys, fresh deli and Meridian, the place to go for lunch open Monday through Saturday, beginning at ten thirty in the morning, get in today for lunch and find out why they are rated number one in the state of Idaho for number one deli.
5: Good morning. If you haven't already heard the big news today has everything to do with Russia invading Ukraine overnight. It is having some implications on the sports world though, The UEFA is set to strip St. Petersburg of hosting rights for the 2022 Champions League final, according to sources from ESPN, after calling an extraordinary meeting of its executive committee following Russia's attack on Ukraine early this morning. The stadium, a host venue for the 2018 World Cup, was due to stage the Champions League final coming up on May 28th after initially being awarded the game in 2021 before it was moved back a year due to the COVID 19 pandemic. Well, of course, with Russian troops launching this wide ranging attack on Ukraine overnight, the league is now thinking, well, maybe we won't be there after all. This also leaves some questions. If you're not going to host the game in Russia, where are you going to have it? Sources have told ESPN that alternative venues are being considered for the final, but they have not announced where that will be at this time. I'm Rick Worthington.
0: Day from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
3: Seven fifty three. phone lines are open at 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Toll-free 1-800-529-5264. You can also email chris at kby.com, mike at kby.com. Text us, same as our main number, 208-336-3700.
4: Instant message from John. He says, why would we expect anything better from Joe? We had sanctions on NS2. The Joe removes them. Now he put sanctions back on. Talk about a ship without a rudder. Sounds like
3: he's listening to Hillary. Thank you, John. Um, Biden said he will address the nation uh, sometime today, probably this afternoon. If it does happen during our show before 10 o'clock, we will uh, carry that. He'll announce additional steps. The U.S. will take beyond sanctions already imposed. Uh, Putin said uh, yesterday that the uh, action comes... Uh, in response, when I say the action, um, the attack, but he calls it just an action Mm. because that's nicer, um, comes in response to threats that were coming from Ukraine. He said that Russia doesn't have a goal to occupy the country. The responsibility for bloodshed lies with Ukrainian regime. As he was speaking, explosions were heard in uh, Kiev or Kyiv, And other areas of
4: uh, Ukraine. Uh, The city now called Kiev that we have called Kiev our entire lives.
3: Putin warned other countries that any attempt to interfere with the Russian action would lead to consequences they have never seen, unquote. He went on to say the Russian military operation aims to ensure a demilitarization of Ukraine. Putin said that all Ukrainian servicemen who lay down arms will be able to safely leave the zone of combat. I'm guessing that's all of them that so far have not been killed as of yet. Mm. They're probably not going to be allowed to safely leave because they're dead. And there is reports that dozens of military members uh, of Ukraine military have been killed in the overnight bombings. Uh, reports of over 200 attacks since and, uh, Russia at, at what point, launched their attack. At what, I mean, their action.
4: At what point does a soldier from any country say, hey, that is a good offer. I think I'll just drop my gun and, and, and retreat.
3: Well, it's kind of what I brought up a little bit earlier. I mean, what does Ukraine do? I mean, they're completely outmanned when it, becomes, when it comes to the military. Or maybe fight back as an act of futility. That's what I mean. I, I mean, if, you, if you're going to attack, attack Russia in kind as they have done to you to protect your country, I mean, do you ju- is that just saying, I'm, I'm giving up? And you're gonna wipe me out, but I'm gonna go down fighting? I, I don't I don't I, I it's a weird thing to say because m- militarily that could be the excuse for Putin to say, Oh look, Ukraine yeah. attacked us even yeah. though we oh, attacked look, them first. Oh, look, Ukraine retaliated. That's yeah. uh, not fair. So now we're gonna go in and we're just gonna completely wipe them off the face of the earth. Where's Charlie Wilson when you need him? <laughs> I mean, I think
4: he's dead now.
3: Um is is he?
4: The one that was uh,
3: from Charlie Wilson's War. The one that the was movement? a congressman. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. I think he is. I mean, is this another lesson? It, it, could it be another Afghanistan? I mean, Russia lost that war. True, through help with
4: NATO well, allies, I mean, the but, United States. But again, when it comes to the U.S. and and Russia, and of course China and a few other countries, what they uh, engage in is limited war. Because we have the, the the tools, we have the uh, ability to completely annihilate somebody,
3: and we haven't really done that since 1945. Yeah. Well, I think because you you have now assured annihilation of everybody who takes part. If somebody, you know, it's yeah. Charlie Wilson's. You know, in the movie Charlie Wilson, it said, you know, if you start bringing in our own operatives into the region and our own military and our own. Uh, Military right. equipment from the United States and he goes, that's when a cold war becomes a real war and you have to keep a real close eye on that <laughs> KBOI news <laughs> time nicely, 7, nicely 757 foot.
0: 670 KBOI on Alexa first say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill then when you want to listen, say Alexa open 670 KBOI
1: now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
3: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, if you want to get through this morning. Uh, We do have a little bit of uh, breaking news having to do with uh, what is going on in uh, Ukraine. Right
9: in the middle of the fighting. Matthew, tell us what you're witnessing there. Stop, stop. Jim, we've come
10: out of the centre of the uh, Ukrainian capital, Kiev, and we are here at the Antonov Airport, which is about 25 kilometres, 15 miles or so out of the centre. These troops you can see over here... Stand up, Lewis. These troops you can see over here, they are Russian airborne forces. They have taken this airport. They've allowed us to come in and be with them as they defend the perimeter of this air base here, where uh, helicopter-borne troops, these troops, Uh, were landed in the early hours of this morning to take and to form an air bridge to allow for more troops to come and you can see these are Russian forces, you can tell they're Russian, I've spoken to them already you can tell they're Russian they've got that orange and black band to identify them as Russian forces I've spoken to the commander on the ground there within the past few minutes and he said they are now in control of this airport and within the past few seconds just before you came to us they were engaged in a firefight Presumably, with the Ukrainian military, which says it is staging a counteroffensive to try and take back this 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 airport. We can tell you now.
3: So, uh, once again, that's just breaking news. Uh, just came in. Uh, Russian helicopters apparently attacked Anatov International Airport near uh, capital of Kiev. Mm-hmm. Took control. Ukrainian officials are saying uh, that three of the helicopters, Russian helicopters, were shot down, but Russia did manage to take control. Mm. And now it sounds like some I mean, it, it sounds like they they took a lot of damage then. Yeah. Um, now there's a counterattack, as he just said, as you uh, Ukraine military is trying to take back control of uh, the airport. Yeah. Um, this morning, we've been asking you uh, what your thoughts uh, are on this. You know, how how involved should the United States be? Is, is it a big deal? I mean, uh, just to give you an update. Um, gold has rallied to its highest level since uh, September of 2020. The Dow is down 749 points as of right now. NASDAQ down 186 points. Um, pretty much everything is down. Silver's it, silver's up a little bit. Standard & Poor is uh, down in response to everything that is happening. So, I mean, if you have money invested in the stock market, in the 401k, IRA, or just in, in stocks or bonds, uh, you're being affected a little bit by, by it today yeah other than that though i'm trying to get a pulse from our listeners here in idaho um do you think this is a big deal potential to be a big deal not a big deal go ahead and weigh with your thoughts um we have got some emails in uh this morning jim in boise says sanctions won't work russia is just too big to be affected by sanctions uh kind of like a gnat on an elephant This is just the start of a takeover. Think Korea, Taiwan, and others. NATO and others need to get troops into Ukraine to bolster up their military to repel Russia. Dictators like Putin think they are a god and everyone should bow to them. We better hunker down now. I think this is going to be a long haul. John has written in and
4: says, Bottom line, if look back in history, we should have learned by now that we should never elect a senator to president. They just don't have the mindset to run the country like a business, One thing senators are good at is spending other people's money that they don't have. Well, they do teach them to do that, yeah, in the Senate.
3: Uh, Bryce says uh, Biden's extreme sanctions on Russia amounts to the whiny kid on the playground who said he's going to tell the teacher because he doesn't like the way you're playing. Nobody respects this man and nobody fears him. He's a weak president, terrible leader, and Putin knows it. Russia and China uh, are going to walk all over this country because of Biden.
4: Well, I think people on, on the right side of the political spectrum don't care for him, but I think the people on the left side think he's great.
3: I think there's, uh, and then there's the people in the middle who are <laughs> going, to, starting to go the other way based on mm-hmm. uh, some of the polls. Uh, Phil writes in, I pray for each Ukrainian child, I pray for each Ukrainian mother, I pray that each Ukrainian soldier soldier to shoot short and true, this will turn into years of a ground war, uh, pray to turn putin back to russia where i'm sure that his homeland cannot be very happy with his childish actions either yeah we, I, we, haven't, I, we
4: haven't heard much from them
3: well and, and you probably never do because you're afraid you're going to be locked up no, for life in a, a deep dark hole
4: you're going to be walking across a bridge and suddenly your skin will turn green
3: i would be interested to know what do the russian people think about this i mean is this i mean it's different reasons but is this similar to the What they did with Afghanistan, do they think that, I mean, if you you talk about looking at history as one of our people did a little bit earlier, you know, things in Afghanistan didn't turn out great for Russia. (laughs) Um, You know, it's a little bit different and it wasn't, you know, necessarily Afghanistan military. I mean, they they were rebels who just continued with help of, of people like the United States who kept getting them bigger and better military equipment to help finally, you know, they just bled Russia so much that they're going, wow, we're not winning here. Um, We're losing troops. We're losing money. Um, It's time for us just to get out of Afghanistan. I don't know if it's the same here or not. Only time will tell. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take more of your emails, your phone calls. Um, We'll get to that coming up after uh, news, At 9 o'clock, as we talk more about this, we've got uh, the uh, legislature coming in. We'll be talking with the House coming up after news at the bottom of the hour. And uh, coming up here in just a couple minutes, we've got a chance for a $25 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hugs for you with our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. Coming up right after Bronco Sports today
1: and Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 8.23,
3: Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. Up for grabs once again today. $25 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs in Meridian. And Ron is going to get first crack at trying to win that. Ron, are you a fan of Girl Scout cookies? I am. Yeah, I was going to say, if if, if you answer no to that, you're probably a communist. Just (laughs) just kidding. Uh, Thin Mints, (laughs) most popular Girl Scout cookie in the United States. As a matter of fact, they're the most popular cookie in every single state, except for six states, including Idaho. It's not the most popular cookie here in Idaho. Which Girl Scout cookie is the most popular cookie in Idaho?
11: I believe it's my personal favorite, Samoas.
3: Yes, my personal favorite, Yay. too. Everybody else is wrong. Right. Samoa is also the most popular in four other states. There is one other state where uh, they're weird. The the Thin Mints and Samoa is not the most popular, and that state is West Virginia. Uh, their most popular cookie in West Virginia is the Tagalong.
4: By the way, they are a little weird there anyway.
3: I will say... I do like the tag along much better than the thin mints. I am not a fan of thin mints, however, that's my wife's favorite. So, congratulations, uh, Ron. We got twenty-five dollar gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs for you. Stay on the line. Uh, we'll get some more info on the way here. Uh, don't forget, we've got another chance for you coming up tomorrow morning. Uh, We'll have Biscuit and Hog's gift certificate to give away for our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. On the way before we're done here today, we still have another pair of tickets for you to go see the uh, game. Tuesday night, final game of the year, Boise State taking on Nevada. It'll be senior night, expecting a big crowd. You can be a part of that crowd, so be ready to call. Uh, Also, a reminder, coming up tomorrow morning, uh, our sweet deal. This will go quickly. Twisted District uh, has a sweet deal. $50 gift certificate for only $25. They brew their own beer, have a unique food menu Brats, dogs from uh, Snake River Farms and Double R Ranch. Best Chicago dog on the West Coast. Uh, You also have brats made from elk and buffalo. Yeah, very unique, uh, different uh, foods that you can get. Twisted District in Garden City. $50 gift certificate will go on sale tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. KBOI.com. Put it on uh, your reminders, your alarms, just so you remember it. It'll sell out quickly. Stick around. We've got news coming up at the bottom of the hour. Update uh, on the latest from uh, Ukraine. And then when we come back... We talk to uh, lawmakers in the Idaho legislature every Thursday and Friday during the session. Today on the way, Democratic Representative James Ruckdy of District 29 in Pocatello and Republican Representative Brandon Mitchell, District 5 in Moscow, will be here with us. That's on the way here coming up in about 10 minutes.
1: 670 KBOI covers the Idaho legislature, all of the issues, all of the debates. Today, we have Idaho state representatives joining Casper and Chris on 670 KBOI. 837, he's Chris Walton, I'm
3: Mike Casper, and on the phone line with us this morning, Representative James Ruckdi, District 29 in Pocatello, his third uh, term. In the House, member of the House Agricultural Affairs Committee, House Judiciary Rules and Administration Committee, and the House Revenue and Taxation Committee. Good to talk to you again, Representative.
11: Thank you. Great to be here.
3: I want to start things uh, off here with a uh, bill, House Bill 617, that you are a co-sponsor of a GASP, I can't believe I'm saying it, bipartisan bill. Uh, that would create new rules around ent- uh, rental application fees. Uh, can you tell us about exactly what is in this bill?
11: Yes, uh, Representative Joe Palmer and I are co-sponsoring this bill, and it's in response to just a you know a general outcry, in particular from the Treasure Valley, but throughout the state, um, that you know when you have a limited inventory of places to rent, um, that uh, people are subject to really kind of sharp practices in the industry. In other words, um, bad actors taking advantage of uh, renters who are in a tough situation. So one of the biggest complaints was, you know, people would apply to seven different places um, and having to pay a rental application fee for each of the seven that starts to get really expensive for people. It could be more even. And then the other, Concern was that some of the um, property management companies were using it as a profit center. So they might have two apartments available, but they're taking 50 application fees, knowing that the vast majority of those applicants are not going to receive a service or a you know a, an apartment at all. Uh, but they just take the money anyway. I, but I would say you know most, in fact, you know the, again the vast majority uh property management companies and landlords are doing the right thing when it comes to these application fees but when you have bad actors out there everybody kind of gets painted with it
3: so is there uh anything uh that would be punitive on this or just saying hey you can't do this what what would happen if if landlords were found uh to uh, be doing some of the things that go against the bill
11: yeah so we have something called the Idaho Consumer Protection Act um and it is a it's a statutory provision that allows the Idaho Attorney General or private attorneys, um, private parties, to use the statute. And it has some really sharp teeth. This statute that we're talking about passing with the uh, House Bill 617 could be used in conjunction with the Idaho Consumer Protection Act to enforce it.
4: The uh, House passed a bill Tuesday. That would make it a crime for most employers to require a coronavirus vaccine or make an employee disclose their vaccination status. How do you feel about that bill?
11: Well, I hate the bill, and I'll I'll tell you why. You know, you mentioned that I am in my third term uh, in the House. I am, uh, but I just barely came back in 2020. My previous two terms were in 2000 from 2006 to 10. I left the legislature in 2010 because, you know, my wife and I were raising two teenagers at the time um, and we needed to get it through college. We needed to just shore things up financially. And I was at risk of losing my job. I mean, if you remember 2010, we had an economic uh, recession that was uh, pretty serious. And so I went home, try to save my job, wasn't able to do it. Um, and had to uh, go out on my own, start my own law firm, which I did uh, with a, uh, somebody I went to law school with. And we have created a business that is really important to us. We put our kids through college using that business. We're preparing for retirement. And we have um, employees that have worked for us for a long time. And we love these employees. We love their kids. Um, and we're they're using the pay that we give them through the business and the work they do to put their own kids through college and save for retirement. My problem with this bill is that it tells me I don't get to decide how to manage my own business. Um, We've had some really tough discussions about what do we do during this time of coronavirus as we try to figure out how to keep our business operating, continue to make money, continue to pay our clients, or excuse me, our employees continue to serve our clients, only we know how to do that. And I don't want state government coming in and telling me what I can and can't do with my business. Um, it just, I, frankly, I'm just shocked that that's where we've come to uh, at the state capital that we think we know better than small business owners.
3: once again, talking uh, with Representative uh, James Ruckty, I uh, wanted to ask you a little bit, there's a lot of talk about property tax, and I know there is a couple of bills working their way through the legislature. Uh, One was just introduced this week uh, having to do with increasing sales tax rate would go up, uh, and then local property taxes would go down substantially under the legislation. From what you know, and I know you're on the committee, um, what what does this look like, and does it have a shot in heck of passing?
11: Well, you know, that's hard to say. It will start in the House, and that bill is trying to get on our uh, agenda in the house revenue and taxation committee that I serve on. Um, I know there were some meetings about the bill yesterday just to, um, you know, fix a couple of things before it was ready to be heard. Um, I'm intrigued by the idea. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to try lots of things to solve this problem, property taxes. You know, I'm over in Pocatello, but property taxes is a big issue over there too. Um, People are trying to figure out how to deal with it. One of the challenges we have is that we, you know, we have a 1.9 billion dollar surplus, and uh, we spent 600 million of it on income tax cuts, 350 million dollars of which, are just one time, you know, most families will see 75 bucks to 200 bucks, uh, enough money to fill your gas tank, take the family out to dinner, so you'll forget. They even got it here in a year. Um, I I just didn't like using our um, spending a third of the surplus on that because it leaves very little money to solve other uh, tax problems. If we're still going to take care of our schools and roads, et cetera.
4: The House also cleared a bill to repeal a law that we had uh, banning private militias and paramilitary. How do you feel about that one?
11: I've got concerns about it. If you talk to to people from North Idaho, specifically the Coeur d'Alene area, Sandpoint, um, even Lewiston, during the heat of kind of that Black Lives Matter movement, um, they had a lot of concerns with with private citizens showing up in their downtown area, uh, carrying weapons, claiming that they were there to support the police, but really, they were just there to enforce their own version of what the law was. I just, I worry that messing with these laws dealing with restraint of militias is going to embolden them. And uh, if you think it can't happen in your own community, just take a look at North Idaho. Um, it took a few years for it to get to that point, but they are dealing with some pretty serious issues up there.
3: Representative James uh, Ruchte, we're about out of time here for you uh, today. I uh, appreciate you taking a few minutes. i uh, let you get back to work, and I'm sure uh, we might have another chance to talk to you before the end of the session.
11: Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time.
3: KBY news time is 845. We'll take a break here, get one final check on traffic. Uh, and when we come back, Republican Representative Brandon Mitchell, District 5 in Moscow, will be with us.
1: 670 KBOI covers the Idaho legislature, all of the issues, all of the debates. Today we have Idaho state representatives joining Casper and Chris on 670 KBOI.
3: 851 he's chris walton i'm mike asper and now on the phone with us republican representative brandon mitchell district 5 in uh, moscow uh, first term member of the house business committee house health and welfare committee and house transportation and defense committee uh representative mitchell thank you for being with us this morning and i'm going to begin things where i uh, always ask our first termers is it everything you hoped and dreamed it would be so far
2: I appreciate you having me on this morning. Um, it, is, uh, it has been an honor to be able to support or to, to represent the people of District 5. It's really, uh, I've learned a lot. Um, a couple of things that I've really taken into account or, or learned about, and I've talked to a lot of educators about this. Is I think there's a lot of people that don't understand what really happens in government. And, and I would love to see something like that being taught in school at a, at a much stronger base so that, uh, so that kids that come here understand what we're doing here and, and how the process works. So I think it's pretty important for stuff like that. But I really enjoyed it.
4: Can you explain to us the archery equipment bill? It's, it's moving on to the Senate now.
2: So the archery equipment bill, it actually moved through the Senate committee yesterday and onto the Senate floor Um, This has been something that's been discussed for quite some time. Um, There's been a lot of um, discussion about it since 2008. Um, The lighted Knox portion of it, the uh, mechanical broadheads has been a discussion for a couple of years now. It hasn't been as far back. I know in 2018 they actually took the commission out to show them um, how mechanical broadheads work um, because they were concerned about failure rates and they didn't have any failures while they were out teaching or showing them on that. I think the biggest thing this is is uh, it's a, a way for it, it kind of shows the separation of, of powers. There's been a lot of people that are are all for lighted knocks and mechanical broadheads. They just would like the commission to, to take um, take charge on it, um, and that's kind of what the committee has both told the, the fish and game. We're gonna we're gonna put it into rule and into code, and then you're gonna make rules around it. And so, it uh, that's kind of what brought it all to the forefront is to tell people, hey, we need to listen to the voters, and this is what they've been wanting for quite some time.
3: Representative, a bill passed the Washington Senate and has been introduced in the House's Transportation Committee uh, earlier this week, um, having to do with raising uh, taxes for fuel, six-cent tax on fuel sent outside of Washington, places like Idaho, Oregon, and Alaska. Uh, As expected, you know, our state leaders, Governor Brad Little, other state leaders said the uh, tax proposed Would essentially mean states like Idaho would be paying bills for Washington's infrastructure packages. Um, Is there anything um, that the Idaho legislature can do to stop this other than saying, hey we don't like this, please don't do it?
2: Well there's not really a lot that we can do to help stop it. Uh, We did do a House Joint Memorial Five yesterday um, that actually sent a letter to Washington State saying that this is not appropriate um, because it's taxation without representation. Um, similar to the to the letter, I had a bunch of legislators send a letter out because they were trying to tax people for a uh, long term health care, and it was affecting a lot of people along the Idaho border, where they would have to pay into it but not use it. And so, we did uh, we did pass that uh, on the House floor. Um, it's over in the Senate now. Um, passed it unanimous on the House floor. So, we're going to send them a, a letter saying, "Hey, this is not right. It's not appropriate. You shouldn't be doing this." And we'll have to see what they do after that.
4: Idaho. Immigrant rights organizations don't seem to like the bill that would add USA to a driver's license of U.S. citizens. Uh, what is why is it a good idea?
2: Well, it, it is designed. It's first off, it's an optional thing. It's not uh, required to put it on there, um, but it, it's designed to help people to be able to prove citizenship in different aspects, such as voting rights or, or certain medical things that you need to use your citizenship for. So it's an easy an easy add on for the driver's license. Um a lot of people have asked about the star card. Well, the star card's so difficult to get it's it takes quite a bit. This is just an easy, let's go add it to my driver's license so that when I do go to places, I can show that, yes, I am a U.S. citizen. Um, I worked with ITD um, all the way through it. They uh, they helped with the language on the bill. It was a. It's a good time to do it because ITD is getting ready to change the uh, driver's licenses anyway because um, they've got a new contract, I guess, this year. And they said, so it's easy for us just to add it right in. So it is. it's basically just something there for an option for U.S. citizens to be able to show their citizenship when needed.
3: We have about one minute uh, left here. I wanted to ask uh, about House Bill 607 uh, to allow Powerball to continue to be offered here in Idaho. Um, it passed a vote. Can you, can you explain the thoughts behind it? I mean, this is a second legislative session we've talked about allowing this because the game is expanding to Australia and uh, U.K.
2: So 607s, 607, uh, it's kind of an interesting one. I, uh, I, I struggled with it for a couple of different reasons, um, one of which is uh, I, I've seen the harm that gambling actually does. So I, I already struggled with gambling in the first place. But um, spreading it out to other, uh, um, other areas uh, just had me really concerned on it. It's, uh, the thought behind it, I believe, is that they can bring more. It had something to do with being able to continue to use it and utilize it and, uh, um, with the other areas being added in. I don't fully understand what their thought process was on it, but they said the effect that it it was the only way to keep it in place. Um, So it was kind of a confusing bill to me, but like I said, I'm I'm already kind of against gambling because I've seen the damage that it does to people.
3: Uh, Once again, we're talking with uh, Representative uh, Brandon Mitchell, District 5 in Moscow. Thanks for taking some time uh, with us this morning, and uh, welcome to uh, Boise. And (laughs) hopefully uh, this will be a short session. It won't be like last year since this is your first term.
2: I'm sure hoping so, too, and I appreciate you guys having me on this morning.
3: All right, thank you very much. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on Verizon Wireless. Uh, we got news at the top of the hour. Get an update on what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, we'll take your calls, emails, thoughts about what's going on in Ukraine. If you want to talk about our lawmakers and our discussions, you can also do that.
0: Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike
1: Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
11: Americans are already feeling the economic consequences with the Dow plunging more than 800 points at the open and gas prices continuing to surge. The price of oil overnight topping $100 a barrel. That's the highest level since 2014 just overnight. Prices have jumped about 11 cents a gallon. Now, that takes a minute to ripple through to the pump, but you will be feeling it soon, according to analysts who predict that we could see $4 a gallon on average here in this country in the near future. The more money Americans spend on gasoline, the less money they have to spend elsewhere.
4: Well, so what yeah, you're that, saying is, that, is that, that does figure, yeah,
3: fill up your pump uh, right or fill up your gas tank right now if uh, gas has jumped 11 cents. You won't see that immediately at the gas pump, but apparently it's coming. You should probably probably top it off every day. (laughs) Uh, That's what I was just thinking. I mean, I just filled up on Tuesday. Because it's not dropping. But that means that maybe I should be going to uh, top it off every single day before Mm -hmm. it gets pounded. The good news is um, the Dow dropped over 800 points at the opening. Um, It's clawed its way back uh, about 250 points as of right now. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, it's only down 564 points.
4: Well, compared to uh, earlier, I, I understand why you'd say only. It's
3: only down it 6, was, 564 points. It was
4: looking like it might open 1,000 down. Yeah,
3: it wasn't looking good, and and still not looking good as of right now. Still taking your phone calls and emails this morning, uh, your thoughts. I'm just wondering, how big, it, how big is this to you? You personally, you the listener, KBOI listener, you here living in Idaho, I mean, this is going on half a world away, but it will, in some ways, have effects here on us. One way to look at it could be it's
4: it's just Russia bullying somebody else. They 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 do that all the time.
3: On the other hand, they don't always move in with troops. The attack. uh, There's already been over 200 attacks. Um, We had told you a little bit earlier that uh, the international airport outside ukraine uh russia has taken over that airport um ukraine has said that they knocked down two of the helicopters though that were a part of the attack from russia i don't know if that's true or not but they claim that they knocked down two uh, uh, of the uh, helicopters yeah. that came in so
4: if nothing else they're going to make it expensive for russia
3: yeah uh ted in uh, kuna good morning you're on news talk kbu i know you have something uh, else you wanted to talk about this morning go ahead
12: the first The first legislator you had on,
3: Representative uh, James Ruckty of Pocatello.
12: Yes, he's a lawyer and he's a politician. Two of the most disparaged occupations ever. And now you can add hypocrite to his resume. He's all all against the the asking for man uh, vaccine. He's all about uh, all against the vaccine thing because it's against his right to. Run his own business, right? Mm-hmm. But then he's he's trying to tell somebody else how to run their business on this this uh, rent ap- riddle application thing. So he's a he's just a hypocrite. He uh, he needs to just go away.
4: Well, and you do have a point there. We were kind of talking about that during the commercial. That it it was odd to hear a Democrat uh, say that. Hey, I'm going to run my business the way I see fit because normally they're on the side of labor.
12: If you say so. But <laughs> so what? I'm, I mean, he. Should, but I, I don't. I don't care one way or the other on those bills. But he ought to. He ought to be consistent on his. He's just a hypocrite.
3: All right. So all right.
12: That's all. That's all I
3: got to say. It's so weird. He said nice things about you. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Ted. Appreciate it. Well, you didn't give him time to get to know you. <laughs> um, Stephen Boise. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning.
13: You know all the. Uh, Biden wanted to do was raise the price on gases because we're going to save the planet from fossil fuels. Well, how are we doing on saving that planet now? You know what? We're going to war. I don't know if it's going to become a world war or not, but no one's. I was just going to ask you what country like that.
3: Do you do you think it, this is going to turn into a war? I mean, it, obviously, well, it, it's it going to be a war between could, Russia and U- mean, Ukraine.
13: You know, and it's certainly aggression, and and it's right next to Europe. I mean, look at Germany and what happened, uh, you know, in World War II. You know, I mean, history repeats itself.
3: Well, and we kind of said that this morning. Is this this similar to what happened when Russia invaded Afghanistan? I mean, there's different reasonings and things going on here, but... You know, you would think they would go, well, gosh, gosh, we just did this, you know, uh, 20 years ago, and it didn't end well for us, but hey, this one, maybe it'll go better. It was 40 years ago. Yeah, (laughs) when they started, yeah. Well, well, are, are we really saving the planet,
13: though, with raising gas prices and cutting production of oil? Are we doing that in the, in this country? What what would have happened had uh, he not shut down the pipeline and, and reversed all of Trump's orders that got us energy yeah. independent over his term? What, yeah, what would have
3: happened? I I agree with you. Travis Travis wrote in. Thanks for the call, by the way. Travis yeah. wrote in a, an email too. Said we need to right now open up every pipeline and refinery that has been shut down or stopped since Biden took office, start giving permission to drill for oil again. In 2020, we exported more oil than we imported for the first time in half a century. That's no longer true. We are dependent, once again, on foreign oil imports, and we need to take control of our own oil. Is that accurate? From what I understand, um, I, I... I remember seeing news stories and it's been a while ago, so I'd have to go back and look um, back in 2019, 2020 that we exported more oil for the first time in, in I don't know how many years, but we exported more oil than we imported for a long time back in, I think it was 2019 and 2020. Um, I don't know exactly how many years I remember seeing the news stories, but like I said, it's been, this is 2022. So it would have been two years ago that I saw those stories. I'd have to go and, Refresh my memory on that. Or Travis, if you know more, you can call us up at Um, 208-336-3700. I'm trying to to get the stats on it right now. Vern writes in, hey guys, can you request all Biden voters and supporters to provide their contact info so I can ask them to help me pay for my gasoline? I recall Biden shut down the Keystone Pipeline on his first day in office, all in an effort so the U.S. can rely on others, like Russia, to provide our oil. Uh, I can ask them for you, Vern. I don't think they're... Going to give you the contacts.
4: Okay. Well, according to the stats that I've got, uh, it's it's not that America imports more more oil than uh, than that they use the, the domestic oil that we use uh, because apparently imports only make up nineteen percent of our oil usage in the United States. However, uh, we do. Import more than we export. In other words, we buy more from other countries than they buy from us. Right. But we buy from our own country uh, about eighty percent of the time.
3: And I I think that that switched in twenty nineteen twenty twenty is what they were talking about, where we exported more than we imported for the first time in a long time. If I remember then, if I remember yeah. correct, but we didn't
4: we didn't we use still, more. Yeah, we didn't use more uh, American oil than foreign oil for the first time we've been doing that all along.
3: yeah we've been doing that all along and we even during that time we were continuing to import import foreign i think what foreign oil
4: what a lot of people want now though they, they want instead of us you know going outside the united states and buying 20 percent of our oil don't go outside the united states or if if you have to go to canada or mexico
3: and i i don't know how long you know the the Sanctions or whatever are going to take and we've already heard as we heard coming into this break that you know we've seen a jump in oil over $100 for the first time in 20 since 2014 today um, gas prices have increased 11 cents overnight now that has it hasn't hit our pumps yet but it's on the way Um so what what can the United States, or what should have the United States? We've been hearing, we heard from Senator Mike Crapo earlier this morning saying, we've known this is going to happen for years, mm-hmm. for the last couple of years. This this has all been leading up to what happened overnight. We've known for the last two months, the Biden administration has been saying over and over, this is what's happening. All our intelligence is saying that there is going to be a Russian invasion into Ukraine. So what what can the Biden administration do? I would think that they could at least to help with the price of gasoline here in the United States because that's something you can't do without. You ha- it's like it's like food. You have to have gasoline if you're right. doing a job or going to work every day. That's an expense that you cannot get away from. So should we be opening up oil? Should the pipeline between Canada, the XL pipeline between Canada and the United States be well, opened con- up once again?
4: And the conservative answer is yeah.
3: As, as, let's get as much out
4: of North America as we can.
3: Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We have phone calls lined up. I promise we're going to get to you. We need to take a break, do some business. We'll be back on the way. Once again, if you want to email, you can also get through at uh, Chris at com and Mike at com.
0: Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This
1: is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI.
3: Nine twenty. Uh, Travis sent in a, a link from the Institute for Energy Research.org. Mm-hmm. Um, the United States was energy independent in twenty nineteen for the first time since nineteen fifty seven. Went on to say U.S. energy production in 2019 was higher than U.S. energy consumption for the first time in 62 years. Thus, the U.S. attained the long-held goal of energy independence, which is not to say that we did not import or export, export energy, but that we produced more energy than uh, we used.
4: Oh, okay. Produced more than we used.
3: Yeah, which, right. is, which is no longer the case. Is his contention. Okay, so it
4: only lasted one year?
3: <laughs> Looks like a, maybe one and a half. Hey, it was fun while it lasted. Thanks for the party. Uh, Richard Nampa, thanks for being patient. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI.
7: Hey, good morning. I just ran across your station as I'm searching to listen to something and I caught wait, on. Wait, to wait, 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 wait,
3: wait. You were going someplace else to listen to something instead of coming to us? No, I,
7: I listened to FM, but then I hit my, st- my vehicle radio. And it came on AM, and I was delighted that it just locked into your station. Oh, cool! Because I, I want to be an informed citizen to make my voice heard,
3: Richard. And also- Before you go on, I'm going to help you one more because you said you were looking for uh, an FM station. You can listen to us on FM now.
7: Oh, well, thank you for the education. Ninety-three point
3: ninety-three point one FM. There's no reason to switch to AM if you don't want to. You can always find us on FM ninety-three point one FM. All right. There's your, there's the information from us to you. Now you had some information for us.
7: Yes. Well, okay. So the situation with the the fuel uh, and exporting the U S exporting and the situation with Russia and Ukraine and so forth, those are um, results of a leadership, either strong leadership or a weak leadership and so one of you gentlemen mentioned about we had uh, a- exporting fuel for a year or so. Yeah, that that was because we had strong leadership that provided support for the oil industry to that represents workers and families, and that's why we were able to export and remove a lot of the unnecessary regulations. Now we have the situation in a global concern over in Eastern Europe with Russia and Ukraine. that what's going on today reflects with a weak leadership in our country which is allowing them Putin to do that he didn't he would not dare do that when Trump was in office so this is the result a mathematical equation this event plus this event and this event for people or leaders or weak leaders sums up the the actions that Russia is doing and that's what that's what I see
4: what, what and should, that is what what uh, should the president do at this point
7: I mean you let the water in in your foundation of the house you got a problem he's got a strong he got a, he and his advisors need to speak strongly and firmly uh, uh, to Russia about stopping what they're doing but he's he's full of air and he's is an embarrassment on the global scene. So I'm just calling in to state that we have a weak leader and surrounded by either weak leaders and or individuals who want to take us in another direction, and that is to uh, devalue the strength of our country in the global community around the world. Thank and you. Achieving Go ahead. No, that was it.
3: All right. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Appreciate the thoughts. Appreciate appreciate the call. Uh, Janet Boise. Oh, we just lost Janet. Janet, I don't know what happened, but uh, if you just hung up, you want to call back, feel free. Um, Email, uh, no name on this one. Your average American feels for his fellow citizens during times of hardship. Why is it the two of you keep laughing it off? What's so funny about fellow friend going through rough times? I, for one, am tired of your callous lack of compassion. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Well, read, me, read me the first part again. Your average American feels for his fellow citizens during times of hardship. Why is the two of you keep laughing it off? Yeah, I don't know what you're uh, referring yeah, I, I don't know if you got into a bad dose of hooch this morning or uh, what, what your problem is, but um, thank you for
4: the email. Yeah. Appreciate it. Bill wrote in and says, for all your uninformed listeners, Ukraine is part of Europe. Yeah, it's, it's not part of NATO, but uh, I think
3: we were talking to Steve, and Steve said it's, it's right there next to Europe. But no, it is actually Europe. Uh, Mike writes in, uh, Ukraine sanctions could cripple the unbalanced Russian economy, and here's why. While the U.S. ranks as the world's largest economy with the uh, gross domestic product of $21 trillion, Russia's GDP is 1.5 trillion on a per capita basis. The GDP U.S. is at 63,500 dollars per person, while Russia's is 10,125 dollars per person. In terms of in terms of GDP, Russia trails much smaller countries, including United Kingdom, Italy, France, etc. Furthermore, Russia's economy is not balanced with gas and oil, accounting for 30 percent of its GDP. In the U.S., it's slightly less than 8 percent. Thus, the U.S. U.S. with robust oil and gas productions will gain from the Ukraine sanctions that will reduce Russian imports to Europe. In the long term, sanctions and restrictions on banks and investments will weaken other economy drivers in Russia, thus threatening popular unrest is already a low standard of living declines in Russia. The U.S. has united the Western democracies with sanctions and military support that does not sacrifice American lives. For that reason, this is the best course of action. I think most people would agree. I don't think, at least we haven't talked to anybody. Maybe there are people out there. I don't think anybody wants to put boots on the ground. I don't think anybody wants us to turn into a war with no, other than Russia and, and what's going on in Ukraine.
4: Undoubtedly, there's a percentage that
3: do, though. Yeah, there very well could be, you know, we haven't talked to any here, but there could be people that are saying, no, we need to put our foot on this, stop it, and we need to send in 100,000 troops right now to stop Russia in their tracks.
4: John says, uh, Democrats used to be for the working public, man, woman. Now they want everyone to stay home and get a welfare check. To me, it seems Republicans have flipped their narrative. Simple question, has your local Democrat ever delivered on their political promise? Uh, locally, uh, if, if their promise is to tell me how they will vote, then yes, they've delivered on that and introducing bills. But Democrats in this legislature don't have the power to pass anything on their own unless
3: Republicans are completely for it. 208-336-3700. Take a break. We've got news, get another update on what's going on uh, in Ukraine. When we come back, your thoughts, if you'd like to weigh in. Phone lines are open. You can also uh, email us, Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at com. Also, keep in mind, we still have another pair of tickets. Tuesday night's game, Boise State, Utah State. It's senior night and the final home game. Uh, Your chance to win those on the way within the half hour.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios. We are our News Talk KBOI. 935 208 336
3: pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless if you uh, want to get in. We have our phone lines open. As mentioned, don't forget, we still have those tickets. Boise State taking on uh, Nevada coming up here on. Uh, Tuesday night. It is uh, final game, final home game of the season. There will be one more game after that against Colorado State, but it will be the final home game of the season. We'll have tickets to give away coming up here within the uh, next 20 minutes or so. Um, Rick Worthington uh, here with us this morning. Uh, Update for you. We told you that Biden was going to talk further about uh, sanctions and uh, more that the U.S. will be doing against uh, Russia. That apparently coming up. 10.30 Ten thirty this morning, Rick.
5: Yep, ten thirty is when the president will address the nation and discuss the situation with Russia in Ukraine. Uh, we want to let you know that we will be carrying the presidential address on six seventy KBOI. For Bongino listeners, uh, we have the ability to allow you to listen as well, so you will be uh, able to hear on our FM ninety three one uh, Bongino as normally you would. So the presidential address on six seventy KBOI at About 1030 this morning, as you know, we can never say exactly when the president will start speaking, but
3: that is the plan. All right. And this is the uh, great thing about having an AM and an FM is for those of you who want to hear what Biden has to say, you can tune in at 670 for those of you who don't have any interest and want to listen to regular programming. However, I will warn you uh, that uh, Bongino is probably going to be talking about the uh, Ukraine Invasion. So, um, but that you you have your choice. If you if you want to listen to Bongino and not the president, you have uh, the ability to do that on ninety three point one FM. And uh, if not, you can hear the president six seventy KBY. Thanks I'm for that update. I'm not
5: entirely right? sure, by the way, that Dan Bongino will not have the president on during his he show. May, yeah, uh, you remember when we would when Rush was on, he would always carry presidential addresses, whether it was Donald Trump or somebody else, and. Oftentimes, he would pipe in during the presidential address, but uh, I'm not entirely sure what Dan Bongino's format calls for in in these particular times. But it is important that we do offer the president at least on one of our signals, so we will.
3: Thank you for that update. Appreciate it, Rick. Uh, Dow Futures, 619 points down. Or not Futures, Dow. It's open now, 619. It had been down uh, as much as over 800 points at the uh, opening earlier this morning. So I guess the good news is we have caught a little bit of that back, um, which was uh, relatively uh,
4: non-laborious for you and me.
3: Yeah. You know, we sit here and we complain about this because if you have a 401K, if you have an IRA or whatever, you know, you're you're looking at this since the first of the year and probably looking at 10 to 15% down. But, I mean, you put this in reference to just two years, which is not a long time to have your stocks invested. If you want to go back to 2019, you'll remember the stock market was down at 18,000 points. Mm -hmm. The Dow was at 18,000. So even though we're down 600 points and we've had, you know, loss after loss since the beginning of the year, we're still sitting at 32,500 points. Historically, we're still really, really high, not... You know, not over thirty-seven thousand like we we had been in twenty twenty. But you know, considering if you got back into this thing in eighteen in twenty nineteen at eighteen thousand, you're you're still up a whole bunch. Don't panic is what we're saying.
4: (laughs) Uh, By the way, uh, tomorrow and that's what all the uh, advisors say. They say just don't panic. Yeah, tomorrow morning, even though it feels like you should.
3: We uh, had already talked about talking with Jeremiah Bates. Brian Wiley uh, also might be involved in that uh, phone call tomorrow morning. We take a little extra time because uh, one of the questions that I had is, and that you may have too, because most of the stocks are going to be down today with a drop of as big as we're seeing, but is there a certain way that you and I can take advantage to make money off of something like this happening? Now, in Russia, you're not allowed to do that today. Uh, this is also breaking news. Uh, Russian Central Bank has banned short-selling after the Russian stock market fell 50% after Russia invaded Ukraine overnight. So if you wanted to make money by because the stock market is falling and if you're short-selling, that means you're betting that stocks are going to be continuing to fall. In Russia, you're not allowed to do that.
9: Mm.
3: Even after the stock market has fallen more than 50% percent this morning so as bad as we are our stock market didn't fall 50 percent when you start to see you know maybe that that's the kind of pressure you know especially with so many uh oligarchs right in, in russia that support putin uh maybe when they when they lose you know most of their money that they've amassed maybe that puts some pressure on, on putin I'm i'm for anything that works <laughs> right now and thus far, nothing has. Lori writes in, um, so why is Russia after the Ukraine? Why does Ukraine matter? Being the second largest country by area in Europe, it has a population over 40 million people. Ukraine ranks first in Europe in proven recoverable reserves of uranium ores. I didn't know some of this. Second in Europe, 10th place in the world in terms of titanium. Second in the world of explored reserves of manganese. Second iron ore reserve in the world, second place in Europe in terms of mercury, third place in Europe, 13th in the world in shale gas reserves, fourth in the world by total value of natural resources, seventh place in the world in coal, Ukraine is an important agricultural country, first in Europe in terms of uh, arable land area, first in the world in exports of sunflower and sunflower oil second place in the world really? in more, bar- than, more than Kansas yeah right? okay second place in the world in barley production and fourth place in barley exports third largest producer and fourth largest exporter of corn in the world i didn't know that fourth largest producer of potatoes in the world fifth largest rye producer in the world ukraine can meet the food needs of 600 million people Ukraine matters. That's why its independence is important to the rest of the world. These resources are why Russia is chomping at the bit to take it from them. Mm, That's that, from Lori. That makes sense. Interesting.
4: Uh, this one isn't signed, but it says producing more oil energy than we use. Why? It's like paying taxes. You don't want to be short and owe oh, in April. You don't want to pay on too much and get a big refund. Pay in enough to break even. Why let the government take your dollars? Same as where we let the rest of the world take your stash. Use what you need. Costs are in, if costs are in line, if it's cheaper elsewhere, then get elsewhere. Uh, still producing a lot of oil is a good idea,
3: though. Yeah. The world runs on oil still. and
4: we're, we're not all electric yet. And that's not all the government selling it from one government to another. Those are, you know,
3: oil companies are private. Dave and Meridian uh, said, I just bought my dream car. Yes, it's a gas guzzler. What, you didn't write what what the car was, Dave. Um, I bought it even if gas will be $4 a gallon. If you think you can work or afford maintenance on your hybrid or electric car, good luck to you. Well, I guess time will tell. Yeah. All our maintenance is free for the first five years. Uh, another email, Mike at com. Do we need to be exporting more oil than what we have been? Yes, we sell it to other countries, but does the U.S. really need that money? What we need to do is save our reserves for us. We take advantage of foreign supplies while they're cheap and stable. Situations like now, we open up our own pipeline. When the world supply and prices go back down, we can start taking advantage of that again. Why wouldn't we take the cheaper oil over our own first? Independence to cut off our own foot. John, Interest, interesting yeah. thought.
4: John says the problem with Biden's sanctions is they are too little to uh, too late, akin to a raindrop on a campfire. Biden needs to make sanctions 1,000 times so economic pain is felt immediately akin to a bucket on water
3: on a fire. A bucket of water on a fire. That's from John. Well, and he supposedly is supposed to announce more sanctions that has already been announced that we're going to be putting on Russia. Um, that's part of the news that's coming up here at 1030 that we will carry live on 670 KBOI. Mm-hmm. Once again, it will be live, the president's address, 630 Uh, or 670 KBOI at 1030 this morning, and uh, Dan Bongino, 93.1 regular programming will continue. Uh, Jim and Eagle, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hello,
14: gentlemen. Uh, Just uh, this last uh, email that you read about why do we need to pump more oil than we need and all this stuff and buy it cheap from the Middle East while we can adapt. Let's do that, and then our foreign policy can be held captive by the people in the Middle East again, like it was since 1958. And I think is the stupidest idea anyone ever came up with. If you have to import your energy from other countries, you are going to be involved in their conflicts till hell freezes over. <laughs> we have enough energy here to be self-sufficient. This whole globalization move is what has driven us to this point in history where we are being held hostage by China and the Middle East, China for all the crap we buy, and the other one for all the gas we need to get to the store to get our crap from China. And it's time we grow a few and start being self-reliant again. Then we can have a foreign policy that comes from a position of strength Something we haven't done since 1958, the last time that we were self-sufficient with our own oil. And with that, I'll
4: shut up. Thank you. (laughs) Jim, thank you for the call. (laughs) Being succinct and, and to the point. Tim wrote in and says, okay, this is essentially what I said a couple minutes ago as well. Tim says people are confused about who owns the oil mined in the U.S., it doesn't belong to us. It uh, belongs to the oil companies, and they will sell to the highest bidder.
3: 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. As promised, Boise State tickets. Nevada, final home game. It's senior night. Expecting a big crowd. Always important. I think the crowd is what got the one-point win in their last home game. You helped to do that. Here's your chance to help them do it again coming up next Tuesday night. If you want to go, we've got a free pair of tickets. Color number six. Boise State, Nevada tickets. Those are yours. Next Tuesday night, once again, 208 336 3700 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless.
0: Your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now
1: back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
3: Congratulations, Tammy Jorgensen. She and a guest headed to the final. Boise State home game next Tuesday night. It's senior night. We say goodbye to the seniors on this very special team next Tuesday night. So uh, expecting a, a good crowd. Uh, we're doing our best to make sure that crowd is is big, too. We have more chances for you to win uh, coming up tomorrow morning again uh, and into next week. So if you want to win tickets, this is the radio station to listen to for your tickets to the Boise State-Nevada final home game. Uh, once again, just a reminder, they play... At UNLV in Las Vegas, Saturday night. You'll be able to hear that not just only on uh, 670 KBY. For those of you people who like listening to it on FM, it will be carried on FM coming up this Friday night. So both AM and FM, Friday night, Boise State, UNLV. Should be a good game based on what happened in the uh, last game. UNLV has really been coming on strong here over the last uh, Mm -hmm. couple of weeks. And they are currently in fourth place in the Mountain West as of right now.
4: Robin has written in and says, Hi, Mike and Chris. Chris, you asked one of the callers what the president should do. I think there is not much he can do now except the tough sanctions he promised. He should have done that much, uh, or should have done that much sooner, in my opinion. But I'm not sitting at the big desk. This administration's softer foreign policy and Afghanistan withdrawal fiasco opened the door for Putin. Thanks for the show. Always interesting and entertaining. Uh, sorry, you guys get beat up on all the time. Brutal out there. Well, it's not physical, so we come through it. Uh <laughs> um, joke, my wife used to beat me up every morning
3: until I got an early job. <laughs> <laughs> um, email in, no name here. Whoa, what was that? Was that an earthquake? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, silly me. That was the Valley I will switching to KBOI-FM at the same time as to avoid Biden's propaganda. Everyone, <laughs> back to what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, just listen to Bungie. You know, he'll be fine. <laughs> Of course, like we said, Bon Gino might actually carry the address, so we don't know. Thank you. That was, uh, thank you for our laugh this morning. Much appreciated. Um, Lyle writes in uh, Putin is taking a line directly from Trump's handbook. If anyone interferes, they will see devastation like never seen in our history. That's true. Doesn't that sound familiar? It does. Yeah, it it does. That's what he said. John says stocks and investing, my
4: investing model know what good quality companies you want to own and wait for black swan events to happen and pick them up at a discount. Like sometime around now, Corona, etc. they will always happen. You just have to be patient. So John says, all you need to do is know which ones to buy and uh, then you'll, you'll be richer.
3: We have some great comedians listening to our show. It's, it's
4: like telling a golfer, you know, if you just sink those forty foot putts, you will win more tournaments.
3: <laughs> uh, I don't care who you are, if you can sink a forty foot forty foot putt on a regular basis, you're 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 going to win a lot of stuff. Um, text message in 208-336-3700. Uh Listener writes: so sad. Hunter Biden's paintings just went from a hundred thousand to fifty thousand overnight.
4: <laughs> John says, joke of the day: what is the Russian word for bedpan? Who
3: ten. um that's worse than me aaron <laughs> that was pretty bad aaron we've had some funny ones that one was not one um aaron in napa writes uh this morning you guys had a state representative on talking about regulating the rental housing industry due to a few bad actors so what i hear the government saying let's get in there and tell them how to run their businesses then the representative was asked about the bill telling business owners in idaho that they cannot mm-hmm. will not be able to require vaccines for employees and cannot inquire uh, about vaccine status he stated he was opposed to this as a business owner because he knows best how to run his business my takeaway he is okay with government getting into the rental industry but he's not okay with government getting into his own small business is he saying rental owners are incompetent of running their own business that they don't know that there costs involved with running or approving applications. Perhaps the homeowners should be charging $350 for an application because sometimes it can take an hour trying to approve someone with trying to verify rental and job history, $350 being what lawyers bill, by the now, way.
4: Honest, honestly, it, it, it kind of goes sometimes
3: from what's best for the country to, hey, what will work for me? Um, is he telling us that lawyers are the beacon of virtue and don't need government interference? I guess what I'm hearing is a lot on Not In My Backyard. Mm. That's Aaron in Nampa. That's
4: what my lawyer told me.
3: Not in your backyard? No, that he was uh, above reproach. No. All right, that's about it. Uh, We're on a 20-hour break. Like I said, Biden up at 10.30 this morning, 670 KBOI. Gino will continue on 93.1 FM. We'll be back tomorrow morning once again. It'll be open phones Friday.